I'm Michelle. I'm Rob. And this is Two, Two Librarians, librarians Walk Into a Shelf. Today, we're going to be talking about a few graphic novels that we picked up to read uh, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, one we read together, and then I have one that I read, and Rob had one that he read. Uh, if you're interested in graphic novels, the library has a couple of people that order graphic novels, and they're very passionate about the format. So yes. they take a lot of time to make sure they're getting quality materials, and if you ever needed a recommendation or wanted to talk about them, John at the downtown branch of the Huntsville Madison County Public Library is your go-to guy. It is his passion and he can find something for everybody. And he has helped put together an amazing selection of graphics. Yeah, system-wide. So, yeah. So, he's he's definitely the guy to go to. He also has a show on the library's YouTube channel, so you can check him out there as well. So, the one that we read together is by one of my favorite authors, uh, Neil Gaiman, and it's actually an adaptation of a short story in one of his short story collections, Fragile Things. And that's one of the only Neil Gaiman's that I haven't read. So I didn't know that about this graphic novel until I was reading a little bit more about it. The title is The Forbidden Brides of the Faceless Slaves in the Nameless House of the Night of Dread Desire. And that's quite a title. That's a heck of a title. It's very descriptive. <laughs> <laughs> it almost tells a story by the time you get to the end of the title. But this was delightful. In a weird kind of creepy way. I loved the turn that it took. Oh, yeah, definitely. It reminded me of some early Tim Burton, uh, particularly that little short film he did, Vincent, where the little boy wanted to be Vincent Price. Oh, right. So I think this was kind of made in that same uh, vein. It, it was really enjoyable. Yeah, it, and it felt very Neil Gaiman. It was, very, it was a very Neil Gaiman story. Like what the twist on what is fantasy and what is literature depended right. on where you are. <laughs> and this, your surroundings, this, you know, this man is sitting there trying to write a novel and then this, this raven calls behind him to like taunt him about what he's writing because it, no matter what this guy tries to do, he keeps writing, I guess, what he knows. Right. And he's trying to not write what he knows and write what he calls classic literature. Because he's writing from the world that he understands that he lives in. The raven bothers him. I believe yep. he's got a brother that continuously comes back from the grave Yeah, that he has to deal with. So as you get into this, you kind of see where the yeah. uh, where what his idea of... He lives in a creepy old house. Normal life is, right. yeah. <laughs> so like his normal life is like gothic literature, and he's trying to write what he calls fantasy. And his fantasy is like what we would consider literature today with like, <laughs> you know, the bleak unloving marriage and how they both want to escape from anyway. It was quite the turn. And I, and I think it had a little bit of a message in there that the guy has to deal with the fact that he's trying to, he's trying to create something from what he knows, but he's not enjoying it. Yeah. So he's encouraged to write fantasy, which for him, for him is this amazing world of Mundane people. Cooking breakfast. <laughs> cooking breakfast, going to work. Hating their lives. And he's just, he's like, oh my God, I did not realize this world of fantasy existed. Where the rest of us are like, I would like a talking raven. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, like his his main character, um, her name, her last name is Earnshaw. And they talk about like the Misty Moors 
So it's clearly a throwback to Wuthering Heights and like classic gothic literature. There's the nice little throwback, I think. I, I enjoyed this. It was super short. So if you like Neil Gaiman, if you like creepy stories, if you like humor, you know, you can spend just a few minutes with this this little graphic novel and the artwork is really good too. Yeah, it was uh, it was a real surprise. I didn't know what to expect from it. I figured we'd like it, but uh, it, it turned out to be it turned out to be a bit more than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I really sure. enjoyed it. Me I too. Really enjoyed it. So, what did you read? All right. So, for my pick, looking for the graphics, I, I've been looking at this one for a while. So I was like, hey, what better time than now to read Afterlife with Archie? A zombie outbreak sweeps through Riverdale after Jughead brings Hot Dog, his dog, to Sabrina. Uh, Hot Dog's been hit by a car and killed. Against her aunt's wishes, Sabrina brings Hot Dog back to life, but something goes wrong and Hot Dog returns as a flesh-craving creature of the night. Uh, Jughead is the first to get bit on this Halloween night, and the zombie plague is in full swing in no time. This is not the Archie comics that I grew up reading when I was a kid. Me neither. <laughs> Back then, a typical Archie comic that I read, the cover would show Archie and Betty sharing a malt at Pops. And then, like, from the bushes, Veronica was peeping on them with the little thought bubble that said, you know, Archie, one day you're going to be just mine. You know, <laughs> the, that Archie is that's not what we're talking about here. Uh, this is definitely the modern Archie that was reimagined years ago for a contemporary audience. The characters are a little bit more relatable uh, than the Archie comics of the 40s, 50s, and 60s. It's fast-moving, shocking, gory, and funny in places, and it references a lot of different horror movies that if you watch horror movies, I mean, the whole premise is kind of a setup from Pet Cemetery, and then there's other references. Obviously, Night of the Living Dead is in there and stuff like that, which is just kind of cool. The it, it borrows on the George Romero zombie verse. If you ever thought that Archie comics were just for kids, I would definitely recommend Afterlife with Archie. I think it would change your mind. It's just, it was, uh, it was really cool. But as much as I enjoyed it, I think I would have enjoyed it just a little bit more had it taken place in that world of Archie in the fifties, which it's, uh, it's worth noting that the project came after Francesco Francavella drew a retro cover in that that 50s uh, style with Jughead coming back as a, as a zombie. And that's where this uh, the genesis of this project came from, was with that one retro-style cover, which is included in the book, and it's really, really cool. It is cool. So Afterlife with Archie, it's available system-wide. You can check it out anywhere. It's also available on Hoopla. And then there was a follow-up. Life with Archie, it's available system-wide. It's also available on Hoopla uh, as a book one, the first five issues of the series. Issues six to ten are also available on Hoopla. They're not collected in a book, though, but you can check out each individual issue, and that's the uh, Betty R.I.P. series. So uh, oh. it doesn't look too good for, for Miss Betty. No. So Veronica, you know. Might have Archie all to herself. I haven't read those, but I, I do plan on checking them out. So, Neat. what what did you uh, what did you read for your graphic? I read Lumberjanes, uh, Volume One, which is issues one through four, and it's uh, available as an omnibus on Hoopla. We also have it in several branches around the system. You can check out Lumberjanes. One of the authors is Noelle Stevenson, and if you're not familiar, she is the author and the 
like art creator behind the new She-Ra reboot that's been on Netflix for the last few years. And if you haven't watched that, it's pretty great. It's funny. It's action-packed. I've enjoyed watching it with my kid. Cool. And it's definitely brought into the modern world. It's not She-Ra from the 80s. It's a new She-Ra, kind of built along the same world. Anyway, so Noelle Stevenson, she also wrote uh, the graphic Nimona, which started as a webcomic that then got turned into, she got published. And that's about this girl that wants to be like a, a knight, a fighter, and she meets a vampire. And they go, they have hijinks. It's fun. So anyway, I like Noelle Stevenson. So the other authors are Shannon Waters, Grace Ellis, and Brooklyn Allen. Uh, this is a cute little graphic series about a group of girls. They're Lumberjane Scouts at Lumberjane Summer Camp. And I just, I thought that was adorable. They sneak out of their cabin in the first, the first issue. And in the woods, there's like magical giant foxes with third eyes and like weird glowing things and... You know, their counselor, of course, is back at their cabin freaking out because she's lost all of her campers. And when they make it back to the cabin, she marches them up to the the camp director's office. And the camp director finds a way to get their counselor out and is like, so tell me, what did you see in the in the woods? And they're like, we saw this and this and we beat them up and we came back. And she's like, oh, interesting. Oh, so you can tell like the camp director knows there's magic in the woods and is just waiting for these kids to discover it for themselves. And so the other couple of episodes are them discovering more of the magic. I say episodes, issues are just them discovering more of the magic in the woods and like the summer camp dynamic and like making friends with new people and out in the wilderness. Sounds like it would make a cool cartoon. I think it would. I really, I really enjoyed it. So I'm going to read the rest of them for sure. And I think it's probably good for a, a lot of ages. There wasn't anything in it that, like, I would let my 10-year-old read it. Yeah, I don't think I'd let a 10-year-old read Afterlife with Archie just yet. Probably not. And I don't think a 10-year-old would pick up on what the Forbidden Brides of the Faceless Slaves and the Nameless House of the Night of Dread Desire is <laughs> trying to put absolutely down. Absolutely not, no. <laughs> well, I thoroughly enjoyed our little uh, foray into graphics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been enjoying them. Uh, again, it's something I hadn't read in years and years and, and just here recently. I've, I've really enjoyed getting back into them. So I was really excited about doing this podcast about them. Was it because they were on Hoopla? No, I started checking them out from our collection. Okay. Because that was before we had gotten Hoopla. But now that I have, I've read quite a few on Hoopla that we don't have in the system. And it's just convenient. Yeah, that's true. Uh, volume one, the first issue of Lumberjanes is available on Hoopla as a bonus borrow. Okay. So just the first the first issue but the the one volume one through four is available as like a regular checkout anything else you want to add this week i think that's got me how about you no that's good I, this was uh, enjoyable well no matter what they tell you no matter what they say don't, don't trust, trust robots. robots bye The views expressed by the hosts are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the Huntsville-Madison County Library System. For more information on the Huntsville-Madison County Public Library, visit us online at hmcpl.org. If you'd like to learn more about some of the topics discussed today, visit your local library, which is us. No representation is made that your librarian is more knowledgeable than other librarians or that they have any expertise on your particular project. Well, I'm, I'm kind of hip to the whole... Oh, are you recording? I sure <laughs> am.
Okay. I'm kind of hip to what the kids say. <laughs> yes. 